And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am your host, I am so excited for today's episode. We have Chris Cagle on the show. Unbelievable seeing him the other day. Um, Chris is, this episode is another one of those that um, kind of came out of the blue. Um, we had talked about it, me and um, Jeff McMahon, first and foremost. I have to thank Jeff for everything, for getting this set up and having this done. Jeff has become a really good friend of mine, and I can't thank him enough for for this. But... You know how sometimes these things happen where like you get a you get a, a possibility and then you know at the last minute something happens and that's why we didn't promote this as well as we should have. Um, you know, once we knew it was for sure, for sure on Sunday I tried to push it a little bit. Um, we had the premiere last night on Dirt Road FM, and now it is available everywhere. So thank you everybody for listening and being here and taking the time to check it out. But with that being said, um, sometimes, you know, when you get an opportunity like this, it falls through, right, at the last minute. And this did not happen, obviously, with Chris. And I I must say, this may be one of the shortest episodes we'll ever do or have done to date. Um, but every second of the conversation between Chris and I was worth it. He was so professional, so down to earth, such a, such a, what's, what's the word I want? He was such a presence, um, at his show and in the interview. Now, for those of you that have listened to us for a long time, you know, all I care about is that the interviews and the conversations are authentic and, you know, 
really reflect the person. And I think that's exactly what we got here with Chris Cagle today. Um, we had like a conversation and, um, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the conversations, once we went off the air, you know, Chris had said to me, you know, I really appreciated that interview because it wasn't your typical, well, where you're from, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and I said to him, I go, well, I appreciate that because that's exactly what I want this show to be. So, um, I took that as a huge compliment. Um, so I appreciate that so much from Chris and I appreciate his team. You know, they were very gracious all day. Um, you know, it was really nice to meet Jeff McMahon and have a conversation with him too. That'll, that'll be out later on, uh, this month, but you know, it was, so we sat down at the Hebron County fair harvest festival, whatever the actual term is, um, for the people over at Hebron. Thank you so much. Um, it was really great to, to meet, a lot of you and you know some of you stopped me and said hey you're the boots and whiskey guy and i was like yeah hey, hey. um so i appreciate all that i appreciate everybody that listens and the new fans that we got along the way from the conversations yesterday um or two days ago now so we got there we got there a little early um hebron connecticut from where i am is about an hour and a half so i wanted to get there make sure we were settled in you know the whole nine yards have had a great afternoon with jeff um, was able to get a picture with Chris before he went on stage. And, you know, just, I saw a fit. We don't have a lot of county fairs up here. Um, I know I'm all over the place with this <laughs> right now, but but trust me, it's going somewhere. Um, we don't have a ton of fairs around here. The last one we went to was Washington County Fair, and that was in Rhode Island. Um, we saw Drew Parker there. Now, we're going to do a review on that. We're just like I said in a, a couple of days ago on our Instagram post, we are in between places for our blogs. So we're going to catch those up and get those up to date as soon as we possibly can. Um, everything is moving over to Country Talk through Dirt Road FM. That's pretty much where our main website is going to be, um, I believe. But anyway, long story short, I had my idea of that. There was a lot of and again, I don't mean this in a bad way. There was a lot of chaos at the Washington County Fair, um, or I felt like there was a lot of chaos. It was a lot of there was a lot of people. It was very hectic, very packed. Um, you know, the whole nine yards. Hebron was, I want to say, you know, it was a little bigger of a fair, but it was set up absolutely perfectly. It was done stellar. It was stellar. Um, it was gorgeous. It was clean. It was, you know, for county fair, you know, like it, it was awesome. Um, the, the area for the main stage was absolutely fantastic. It was, it was just all around fantastic. The whole thing was great. Um, and then, you know, Kegel comes on about three fifteen, and, you know, he was originally slated for three thirty and played till three thirty to, I want to say he was supposed to be done um, quarter of five, and he went on at 3.15 and was off the stage at quarter of five. So he almost two hours, an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Um, but he was great. Every song Kegel sang was a hit. I couldn't believe it. I, You know when you have those artists and you're like, oh, I know who he is. I know who he is. Um, I know the hits, 
but I couldn't tell you anything else. Well, I feel, and this is no disrespect, Kegel is that that artist where you know every Kegel song. You do. If you were to, if you were to have gone to this show this past Sunday, not knowing who and who sang any of these songs, you would have been like, "Oh, I know every one of these songs," because that was me. That was me. You know, obviously, you know the hits, right? But there were some songs he played that I was like, "Huh, I didn't know he played this song. I had no idea this was him," and it was great. Absolutely fantastic. You know, Kegel has taken the last seven years off. Um, we talk about that a little bit in the interview. And honestly, I would argue and say that he sounds just as good today, seven years later, as he did in the early 2000s. I really would. I think he sounds just fine. Um, I'm looking forward to everything that's coming our way from Chris Kegel. Um, we're going to talk. We talk a little bit about it in the episode, so I don't want to get too ahead of it um and with that being said i don't want to get too ahead of the whole thing i want him to tell his story so and i think he really does i think it was a great great conversation some great insight from what has happened where he's been in the last seven years and where he's going um i think we're all going to be very happy with what comes from chris cagle and his band in the future so I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. For your newcomers, welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Please, by all means, go back, listen to everything. Everything. Helps us. Helps, you know, rate us on Spotify, rate us on Apple, rate us everywhere. Um, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, um, TikTok. We're everywhere. We're literally everywhere. Boots and Whiskey podcast. Please like us. Please follow along. It means the world to us. Um, I want to say a big thank you before we get into the interview to our newest partners and friends at Off the Rails in Worcester. You're going to hear their little commercial coming up here in a few minutes. Um, We are working our tails off to bring country music to central Massachusetts. Um, So thank you to them and everybody that works for them for letting us join their family and for them to join ours. You know, it's we we love it. Um, now I say that because if you're an artist or somebody that works for an artist or an artist, you know, whatever, anybody that has been on this show or wants to be on this show, um, you know, reach out. We would love to see what we can do to, to help get you here to new England. If you know, one way or another, we, we want to see and hear from you and, and get you some exposure that, uh, you know, you deserve. So Reach out, Boots and Whiskey Podcast at gmail.com, and we'll we'll do our best to help you out. Uh, no guarantees, obviously, but you know we're we're here to help, and we want to, and that's that's been my my creed since we started this. Is I want to help independent artists, um, artists that aren't maybe so independent anymore that maybe are signed, um, you know, whatever. We want to help everybody. We're here to we're here to help. Um, let us help you. You know, we've already booked some big shows for the House of Blues for Nash Bar, for Loretta's Last Call down on Lansdowne Street. You know, we've we've done some stuff. So please, by all means, reach out to us and we will we will do everything we can to help you get to New England. Anyway, I have gone completely off the rails, no pun intended. Um, this is all about Chris Cagle. Um, I really hope you enjoy the conversation. It's not a very long one and that's okay because... I was told once a long time ago, you know, the bigger you get with this and the bigger names you get, the less time you're going to have in your episodes. And I said, you know what? That's fine. 
Um, you know, and it, it, it kind of was a, it was kind of a shock when they said to me, you know, listen, we'll do the interview, but you have 20 minutes. And I, I kind of panicked. I was like, shit, what the, what the fuck am I going to talk about in 20 minutes? Um, you know, cause I want to know the whole story. And I think Chris is so professional that he was able to sum up his whole story in 20 minutes. And I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I hope we get to actually shoot the shit with Chris Cagle again, because I feel like that would be a great time. Um, you know, get some war stories and stuff, more war stories out of him and stuff and, and see where it goes. But anyway, like I said, I digress. I'm going to cut to our commercials here and then right into our conversation with Chris Cagle. And we'll see you on the other side. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoy the conversation. I hope you check out our partners and our sponsors here and we'll see you on the other side. Enjoy our conversation with Chris. Artist friends, local friends, and everybody looking for a little bit of Nashville here in Central Mass, come check out Off the Rails in Worcester. You can go see their website, offtherailsworcester.com. They have their restaurant menu. They have their venue schedule. Go check them out. Real good friends of ours here at the show. You don't want to miss out on this place, offtherailsworcester.com. Again, restaurant, a little taste of Nashville, and a great music scene. Come check it out. Hey everyone, don't forget to check out our friends over at theafterglowboutique.com. That's theafterglowboutique.com. Or if you're local, they have a great shop at 43 Main Street in Blackstone, Massachusetts. All Boots and Whiskey podcast listeners get 20% off at checkout with the promo code BOOTS. That's B-O-O-T-S at checkout for 20% off at theafterglowboutique.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. All right, so we have Chris Cagle here. Chris, thanks for doing this. Yes, sir. Um, welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Um, this show has always been about the artist. Um, I know you've taken some time off, so welcome back to uh, the world of country music. I appreciate it, man. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's been a great reception. We've had a lot of fun. Awesome. So what have you been doing in between? You know, I know you set it on stage for everybody that's... Yeah, man, I just, you know, I, I, I got to, I mean, I'm human. So everybody thinks of, oh, he's an artist. Well, I'm human. So I got to a place in my life where the dream had become a nightmare. Yeah. And it was just a miserable place to be. I was somebody that I hated being. And the only power that I had at that time in my life was, you know, no. So I quit. And I retired. And I thought it would get better. It got worse. So I just, as a, you know, I had to go get help with some things. And I did. And... Then after you go get help with things, you, you come out of this bubble and you're like, oh, God, it's a, you, you, first you deal with a lot of fear, then you deal with a lot of anger, then you have to deal with a lot of forgiveness. Yeah. And if you don't deal with all three of them, you'll never get well. So uh, I did, and then was talking to my family one night and the kids, and they were like, Dad, you should go back on the road. And, of course, I think they had a motive of, you know, cotton candy Fridays and fairs and things <laughs> like that, So um, which is fine. But they also said, we see how much you love it and you still sing and this and that. So uh, here we are. So from that initial conversation between your wife and your kids and going back out, how long was that? Uh, that was a year ago. This uh, That was a year ago last June. All right. So it was, it take, man, it takes, a, you can't just throw this yeah, shit together. Right. I mean, it takes a minute to get, right. you got to go through and look. And plus, I was at the time of the year when uh, I got really lucky that a bunch of the guys that I played with in the past came to play with me again because it was, a, and don't. I hope my, my guys are in the room listening, so I hope they don't take this personally. But at the at the last half of a year, everybody who's good is on stage somewhere. Yeah. Now, the good thing is we were coming out of COVID, so there was still some people sparse. So my guys were all available. And then we picked up some other guys that, you know, unfortunately we had some people 
um, that passed, that uh, Gary Corbett on piano for me. Uh, rest in peace, my brother. Brian Hinchliffe, uh, bass player uh, from actually Rhode Island up in this neck of the woods a little bit. And uh, so it was also kind of tough, you know, trying to let new people in that didn't play the same way as they did and, right. and, and weren't the same type of people. And so it was just, it was a, it was a, we just took our time, and and I think we we're not there yet, but we're getting close. We're getting it right. It's it's starting to starting to feel like a, a group, right? You know, yeah. a band. So uh, and we're we're having a good time. Nice, that's awesome. Now you've got new music coming out, right? Yeah. When is that? When when can we expect a new Chris Cagle album? Uh, there's not going to be an album. No album. I mean, I mean, if I put them all together on a CD and sell them out of the bus, then there may be an album. Where am I going to? Nobody buys records yeah, anymore. That's true. Yeah. So I'll I'll put some digital crap. I don't know how to do all this, so I don't even like it, to be honest. But we'll do some uh, Spotify and Pandora and iHeartRadio and whatever whatever else is out there. I'm just yeah. going to go through a distribution company. Um, it's kind of cool, though. Uh, I would like it a lot more if I were never, like, at any time selling actual records and relevant. Sure. Uh, because it's an easier way to, to get yourself out there. Um I like the old business, yeah. uh, but there is a new business, there's a new regime, and, and, and I feel like the fossil, but we'll figure it out. Um, I got some good people helping me, and uh, I look forward to it. I look forward, I mean, who knows? I might grow to, I might grow to understand it better than I understood the other one and do something great in it. You right. never know, you right. know? Uh, but right now, I'm just feeling my way through. It's always frustrating when you don't have information about something. Sure. My grandfather always told me, your, your frustration begins when your information and knowledge ends. And I come into the playing field with no knowledge, save for the fact of what other people tell me, and half the time I question that anyway. Right. So, you right. know, it is what it is. Yeah. Now, when you've retired to do your to do your next chapter in life, did you have to convince yourself to get out of the game, or was it your mind made up? Unfortunately, I didn't have to convince myself because it was one of those situations where I'm always a realist. I'm a very yeah. logical human sure. being, and I said to myself, if you don't stop – you're going to get to a place where they'll never let you come back. Right. Right now you can come back. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're having thoughts and things in life that just are not healthy and you're becoming an asshole. Yeah. And if you don't stop, you'll never have a welcome mat to come back sure. and wipe your feet on. So I just, I thought, you know what? Never say never. And I just, I needed it. You know, and that, I think that, that shows the testament of a man and a person you are to know when to, you know, when to take the high road and walk away before you burn those bridges. And I think a lot of us as people don't necessarily always know that. Well, I lived in a world where everybody blamed everybody, so I yeah. never knew who was responsible for anything. Sure. Even if I saw them do it, they'd right. still figure out a way to make me think somebody else did it. So right. I just was like, shit, man, take ownership of your life. Take ownership yeah. of who you are. Take ownership of the fact that you hate who you've become and go be the man you want to be. And then then if you still want to sing, fuck, what are they going to do, fire you? You know, go sing. Now, in the last, you know, seven, eight years, how many songs have you written while you were off? Oh, God. Well, so for the first three years, two years, my guitars went in storage or under my bed. Okay. I, I didn't touch, I didn't listen to music. No kidding. Uh, I remember driving down the road going, oh, my God, I become my dad or my grandpa listening to talk freaking radio. <laughs> uh, but thank God for XM because they have comedy channels. So right. I listened to a bunch of comedy. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I just drove around quiet and listened yeah. to the listen to the outside, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's just one of those things where music reminded me of what I didn't want to be. Right. So I had to, and then I thought, you know, I I, I thought, 
getting away from it would would help things, but isolation doesn't. Right. So yeah. uh, it's just you know. I, 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 I think I've digressed off the question. No, no, not at all. It in, in that not driveway. So for you know, from the time you started to get back into you know liking music again, and your your family coming to you, you know, how much music? Oh, how much did you did music start to consume you at that point when you got the blessing from your family to say, it, okay, go? Well, it wasn't really a it wasn't a blessing as much as it was. You know, I got young kids, so I'm teaching, trying to talk to them about be on the lookout for that thing you love. Yeah. You know, and I'm not talking about a cookie. You know, I'm like, be on the lookout for, you know, track, tennis, uh, swimming. Try it all. Yeah. Be on the lookout for something you love. And I just told him, I said, because we're not going to be lazy. We're not going to sit around the house on an iPhone. So um, in that process, I think, You know, I, I live a different life as a parent than I did as a child. As a child, you didn't you didn't talk you didn't have an opinion. Right. It was mommy said, daddy said, shut up or you're gonna get backhanded. Um, I teach my kids that you have every right to challenge any authority, including me. Mm-hmm. It's the manner in which you do so sure. that is gonna be the difference between an ass whipping or yeah. not. You right. Know? And so uh, I I told my kids that this is the way you entreat your father and your mother. And if you have a question as to why, uh, we will do our best to answer it. If there's an answer that is something that is adult, that kids shouldn't talk about at your age, then you're just going to have to trust us, and we're just going to say, we're sorry, we can't talk to you about it, but the answer's still no. Right. So um, my kids challenge a lot, and they, they challenged me talking about what I love with them and not pursuing what I love yeah. here. So... It's one of those deals where, you know, the, the student teaches the teacher, but at the same time, you, you, they're right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't fall into music. Uh, I didn't wake up and go to a karaoke bar and somebody told me to go get on American Idol. Right, right. You know, I had a purpose in my heart when I first started playing music, and that purpose was to write or create something that made people feel the way I felt when I listen to certain songs, right. you know, and, uh, and, and, and I don't know that I've even done that yet. I, I, I obviously have done some, but I still haven't written that the chair or don't take the girl or, you know, he stopped loving. I haven't written that song yet. And I don't know if I would even be the one singing it. Uh, but, uh, writing is, you know, it's something that's important to me. Uh, it's kind of my therapy. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of good at it, you know. Yeah. I mean, so uh, it's uh, – I probably have written – I don't – okay, I haven't written a bunch. I've started probably 65 or 70 songs. Okay. Uh, and one of the things, so what I do is, I, my, my wife, she'll, she kills me all the time. She's like, oh, my God, sing that thing you were singing Wednesday. I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> you didn't write it down. I don't write anything down. Okay. Right? So it's like, and I tell her, look, if it's not worth remembering, it's not worth singing. She said, oh, my God, that was a hit. You know? Yeah. So uh, I'm starting to try and write down more. Or she'll grab my phone and hit record on the memo and just let it go. You yeah. know? Um, but no, so... I've started a bunch of songs, uh, finished about six, um, three, 
two of them we've recorded. One of them I'm going to record. Uh, I'm going to record a couple of other songs that uh, I'm not going to tell anybody yet, but I played a song the other day, I don't know, it was about a month ago, and my 18-year-old was like, oh, my gosh, that's my jam. <laughs> and it's a hit song from, like, 1972. Yeah. And I was like, she goes, did you write that? And I was like, no. I said, it was, this was a hit when I was a kid, a baby. And she's like, what? You know, she said, you need to cut that. And I was like, oh, my God, you know what? So I've got a couple of songs that my kids think that they asked me, did you write that? You know, yeah. um, so I'm going to cut a couple of those and cut some stuff that I have written. And I'm, I've got some new ideas and stuff. And I, I want to do things different a little bit this time. I want to take the band in the studio together yeah, and okay. go in and see if we can't write something like I've always wanted to go in the studio like the Stones and hear the stories. We were in there for 14 days, yeah. and Ringo came up with this, and Johnny came up with whoever, and came up with that, and I started do-do-do, and then all of a sudden we had a song. You know, yeah. it's like, so I want to go in and see if we can't do that and see That's how awesome. much it will or won't cost, but we'll figure it out. Now, from, you know, when you started your musical journey as a, as a kid, I'm assuming, from that point to, you know, becoming, you know, in my opinion, one of the most <laughs> underrated country music artists my label time. wanted it that way so that's what it was yeah unfortunately i was signed to virgin and for the first song i felt the power of a record label and i thought oh my god i'm there i'm going to be their flagship these guys are going to put me into a headline status yeah they shut virgin records down and i was moved to Capitol records and mike dungan made it very clear that i was going to be a gold selling model for them he didn't like me he okay. didn't like my music and he said he wouldn't assign me but and i asked him to let me go and he said i can't you're selling thirty thousand units a week right so I he and he told me he said I just signed Dirks Bentley, Luke Lewis, and Eric Church, who I think are great. He said I'm gonna make them big and famous, and you know what? The man was a man of his word. Everything I ever touched, we debuted at number one and we went gold. Yeah. And I just finally got to the point where I was like, that was part of it. That was part of the yeah. the anger. Sure. I th at first, I thought I'm gonna make this guy like me, and the more yeah. I tried, I think the more <laughs> annoying I became. Yeah. So which I can be that guy, but yeah. anyway, it just didn't work. Now, now, so are you taking this the independent route now? No label, no nothing. You're yeah, doing I don't, it. Yeah, as, well, I don't need a. I mean, yeah, right. Well, now, now you don't. Right. I don't have a. You know, it's like for Christmas, I gave my wife an envelope with a LLC that said Mismanagement Incorporated. Right. M I S S. Man, you know, Mismanagement. She's yeah. like, "What is this?" I said, "You're gonna, you're gonna manage this." She's like, "You mean do what you say?" And I said, "Well, yeah, but you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be a part. We're doing this together now." Right. I don't need a manager. I don't need a record label. You know. I mean. With streaming now, apparently you don't. I don't. Right. I mean, if I want, look, I'm 53. Right. I'm not going to wind up in a stadium unless I'm opening for somebody, right. and and probably won't even then. So, I'm good with that. I am good with playing Friday nights, Saturday nights, fairs and bars. Uh, you know, 1,500 to sometimes 5,000 people. I, I'm good with that for the rest of whatever the time is, and uh, I think I personally think we can get bigger. Oh, of course that. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try. Right. I'm just gonna do everything I can do every time I show up to make sure that when we leave, in our wake is kindness, happiness, love, and joy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're absolutely killing it. You know, today's show was absolutely fantastic, and you know, you you have you know, you're Chris Cagle for Christ's sake. You know, I mean, really, that's what it boils down to. You know, it, your songs are timeless. I know. I know. I it's a it's a humble thing, right? But. You know, I, I talked to people saying, oh, I'm going to go talk to Chris. And they were like, are you serious? And yeah. I was like, yeah. Like, you know, it's – and I thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely, man. And, Appreciate you guys thinking uh, enough of us to have yeah, us on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, I hope to I hope you come back up to New England. I do. Soon. I do, too. Um, you know, My wife and I have a great memory here. 
um, when I met her, she was from Oklahoma, so she was a cornbread and mashed potatoes and, and meat, you know. She didn't eat fish. Yeah. She didn't eat shellfish. She didn't. And now she's a bit of a sushi snob. I have to say I'm proud of her. Um, but she, she had never had a lobster. Yeah. And we were playing the House of Blues one October when the Red Sox were playing at Fenway in the, in the it wasn't the series, but I guess before the Yeah, East. sure. And so we were playing on the third. So on the 29th, I had her fly up. I picked her up at the airport, and when I, re- I rented a little convertible Camaro, and I put the top down, and we took a left and went north. She had, never, she had a bucket list of, of touring a lighthouse, going to Maine, and, have, you know, and she had never had a lobster. So I thought, I'm going to kill all these birds with one <laughs> stone. And I was shocked, though. Do you know Dunkin' Donuts is everywhere up oh, here? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like McDonald's, man. Yeah. You, anyway. Um, yeah. So we were driving, and she goes, man, they like donuts up here. I was like, I, I'm right. But anyway, so we pulled into Portland, Maine, Lobster Company in Cape Elizabeth. Uh, we actually have the, the menu framed in the house. That's awesome. Uh, stayed at a great – for those of you listening, there's a little bed and breakfast called the Pomegranate Inn. Highly recommend it. I found it. I wanted to support it. It was a young couple who just bought it. And uh, we got there, and they were so sweet. I was like, "Hey, man, what's the most expensive room?" And they said, "Oh, it's the carriage house." And I'm like, "How much?" And they were like, "200." I was like, "That's it, 200?" So we stayed there, and I left. I said, "Hey, man, bump this to five. Believe me, it's good." You know. And so anyway, great people, super nice. And that was also the next morning after we had the lobster was the first time my wife had ever had eggs Benedict. We oh, went nice. to a place called Mother Suppers and had the best breakfast, and then drove back. Boston and uh, from Boston no <laughs> we drove back to Boston and I played the show and she went home and um, that was a that was a that was I think it was her 30th or 35th birthday I forget but it was one of her birthdays nice. so um, and so we yeah we, the Northeast is and I I got a book from the from the lighthouse uh, uh, little gift shop and you, so I, I try to do this. I buy these books and I will flip the front page open, and on the on the deal I'll write the story of the weekend. Oh, nice! And why? That's so cool. when you come to the house and you look at the coffee table books, if you read them, you're just reading the memories of the of oh, the weekend wow. and the moment. And wow, that's incredible! It was, it was cool. So we've got the, the Northeast is one of the one of the kindred yeah. places to us. So yeah, if we ever get a chance to come back up, she's she's like, next time I'm going with you. I said, I got it. <laughs> that's got awesome. It. That's awesome. Now I gotta ask you, what boots do you wear? I don't know what the, uh whatever fit good. Just, just yeah. Whatever, whatever's I got whatever I got like. a pair of uh I, this year I bought my first alligator. Yeah. And uh I never had anything fancy cuz I sweat a lot. Yeah. I, uh so I feel that. but I I I I've got a pair of alligator that I like and then uh I think I think I wear uh either Justin or I don't I don't know. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you like. Yeah. That's whatever all fits that well. Good. Awesome. Well, again, Chris, thank you so much for your time. And uh, oh, wait, I do wear, I do wear. Uh, Brooks Atwood is a great guy. Atwood hats, low crown Hereford palm, seven and a quarter. It's a one leaf palm, and they're bad to the bone. They feel great in the summer. They're awesome. I do recommend those. And I do want to give a shout out to my folks at Srixon. I was playing a bunch of golf when I retired. My wife's like, "You need a hobby," so I started playing golf like six years ago. And then I started thinking I was good. And then I got some lessons, and, and I started posting stuff. And Steve Nichols and the guys at Strixon called me, and they said, hey, man, we noticed you post a lot about golf. Would you like a set of clubs? And I was like, 
I would love a set, but I want my daughter to get a set too. So they hooked us up, did us a fitting, and I've been playing with my Strixon clubs. And I'm telling you, ZX5, if you want to go get some great clubs, go get the irons. They've knocked about eight strokes off my game, and I'm having a blast. That's awesome. So I, I, I feel like I owe them that at least. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's cool. I wish I could play golf. I just drink beer and drive around in the right? car. That's, well, that's what I was I was that's, drinking beer. That's what I'm really good at. I quit drinking beer, so I started playing golf. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, guys, thanks. I know you're busy. I, you know, thank you for your time. I appreciate, appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Y'all be good. Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwashandrhinestones.com. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures or whatnot, all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. drsupplyco.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. Well, there you have it, everyone. Our conversation with Chris Cagle. What a great time that was. What a great conversation. A lot of insight into the music world, into Chris, and everything in between. Um, If you can see Chris Cagle, I would. Um, Go to his website. Go to his socials. Check it out. You won't want to miss his show. Um, You know, he played for a little bit over an hour. Hour 15, hour 20. Maybe an hour and a half. I'm not really sure. I I got so enthralled in the music that... um, it was crazy. Every song is a hit. Every song he played was a hit. Um, I didn't realize some of those songs he actually sang. I loved every second of it. Um, again, a big thank you to Chris and to Jeff McMahon and to the whole Cagle team. I appreciate everything. The hospitality was fantastic. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed, believe me. Um, so thank you for listening today. Go check out our social medias instagram facebook twitter tiktok everything boots and whiskey podcast um check out our website boots and whiskey podcast or no, i'm not boots and whiskey podcast it's not that anymore it's boots and whiskey entertainment.com um we're in the process of changing all of that over to dirt road fm and country talk in having our website just through them um for a lot of reasons one i don't I personally don't care for our website all too much. I have no problem saying that out loud. Um, and I think they just do a better job at it. So a big thank you to, to the guys and girls and everybody, the team over at Country Talk and Dirt Road FM for having us and being part of their family as well. Um, you know, next week we'll have... Who are we going to have next week? We're going to have Joe Peters on next week. Next week is Joe Peters. I think that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start announcing people before they come on um, so that we can get a little more traction for things. This Chris Cagle thing, I tried to put out it as much as I could um, before it aired, but, you know, a quick turnaround time, sometimes you can't do that. So next week, Joe Peters, looking forward to it. It was a great conversation. We've already had our conversa- conversation. So um, take a look at that next week. And, you know, really until then, you know, we have T-shirts coming, everybody. T-shirts are being finalized hopefully this week. We're going to do a pre-order. We still have the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Rocks glasses. Go check them out on our Instagram. 
um, our Facebook everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. Um, can't miss them. I'm going to probably repost them again here soon. Um, if you want, they are $20 a piece. Um, it is $27 to ship them. $27, not additional $27, but an extra $7 to ship them. Um, so would love to have, I know they're a little expensive, right? But they're handmade. They are made by our friends over at American Grit and Grace. You know, a big shout out to Amanda. She does a awesome job. A bunch of people out there have them. Um, from JR the Handler has some. Uh, my buddy Chris over at the former Beats, Beers, and Bonfires, he has one. A bunch of other people have them too. Um, so a big thank you for everybody that bought them in the first first wave. Um, we're going to keep putting out merch. I hope you um, hope you like it and keep buying, <laughs> keep buying it. Um, so thank you, everyone. Until next week, keep your boots on the ground and your whiskey in the glass, everyone. Cheers.